Welcome to the City of Plantations podcast. I am Carrie Blanchard, Battalion Chief of Public Affairs for the Plantation Fire Department. Thank you for tuning in. Our podcast is designed to keep you up to date on all the latest happenings and activities in, about, and around the City of Plantation. On our episodes, we talk directly with the leaders, decision makers, and the movers and shakers who make the Plantation the great city that it is. All right, welcome back to another episode of the City of Plantation podcast. Carrie and I are very pleased to once again have Rachel Gurn on our show. As you may remember, Rachel is an epidemiologist and an infection, the infection control authority for uh, the Memorial Healthcare System here in South Florida. So welcome back, Rachel. Thank you for having me. Okay, so I guess today we're going to talk about the flu season. And as if the flu season isn't bad enough, normally we're mixing it with COVID this year. So can you tell us about the flu season running October through May? How will the flu season differ this year with the COVID-19 pandemic going on? So we have been talking a lot about how flu and COVID combined can be really bad for our society, um, for healthcare organizations, for the people as a whole. And I really like the term that was coined by the New York Times. They called it the twindemic because (laughs) we are in a pandemic with COVID worldwide. And now um, we're going to have to double that with the flu. So there are a lot of things happening that if we don't get the flu under control, it can just explode with both COVID and the flu. And so we know that flu is a vaccine-preventable virus. So getting a vaccine to prevent the flu will help us in numerous ways. Um, First of all, it protects yourself. It protects people around you because you're not spreading the flu to people around you. Um, It protects our healthcare organizations because we don't have enough support um, we don't, you know, the healthcare workers are tired from our COVID surges. So adding flu into that with COVID is uh, going to be a really, really bad situation in the fall. Getting a flu shot helps prevent doctor's visits, which none of us want. Right. Helps prevent hospitalizations because people can get really, really sick from the flu. And it's the same people who are getting really, really sick from COVID. Uh, Elderly people or even just um, people, we don't understand why they're the ones who get really, really sick. That happens, the same thing with flu. And then it even prevents death. There are flu deaths every year. So preventing this with a vaccine is so important. Right. I am a working mom, so I just want to talk about that for a second on why this flu season is important. I work and my husband works. So we get our flu shots. Our kids get our flu shots because we want we want to go to work. So our kids have to go to school. We don't want to be missing sick days all the time. You know, it puts a wrench in everybody's uh, plans, everybody's schedules. So if if there gives me something that I can keep my kids safe, I am giving that flu shot every year. Right. Just to circle back to something that you had mentioned about the same people who are getting very sick from COVID also getting very sick from the flu. Um, so is that immunocompromised people, people with pre-existing medical conditions like heart disease, diabetes, and obesity? Or are those the same people that we see affected a lot worse from the flu? Exactly. You hit the nail on the head. 
Um, there's a certain type of person, and we don't know why yet, who will get either very sick from the flu or very sick from COVID. They might not have any of those pre-existing conditions. But then there are people who are predisposed um, because of their risk factors that they will get very sick from the flu. Right. And that's exactly who you named um, the elderly or very, very young children, uh, people with certain chronic health conditions like asthma or heart disease or diabetes. Uh, and we have seen that obesity has, has been a really negative um, predictive risk factor for COVID too. Right, right. So I know that there's always a lot of uh, myths out there and tall tales and a lot of, uh, I, I don't, I want to stay away from the word paranoia, but maybe a lot of paranoia about the flu vaccine. Can you help us dispel some of those? Sure. I, I love doing this. I love doing it on Facebook. Like you'll find me trying to do the good fight <laughs> to dispel all of these <laughs> myths um, because there are so many and they just get pervasive in our community. Um, so one of the first ones that we hear all the time is, oh, my friend got sick from the flu shot, so I'm probably going to get sick too. And that one is is easy to explain as a myth because there is a two-week period where your body has to build that immunity after you get your flu shot. So if you get the flu, if you get sick in that two weeks, like the flu shot wouldn't have helped. Um, if you get sick with a cold or any other number of respiratory viruses, unfortunately, the flu shot wouldn't have helped that. Right. Um, and then some people do end up getting the flu, but studies have shown that uh, you are severely less sick if you get the flu shot than if you right. hadn't have gotten the flu shot. Um, so all of those things, like it could be, or they could be the little vaccine reactions. People might not like that, but that's totally normal. It happens to our kids when our kids get vaccines. Could be a little red at the area, a little warm, um, or even a cough or a couple night sweats, and then you take a Tylenol and you're fine. Right. I also think it's important that people understand that there's no vaccine in the world for anything that is 100% rock solid effective, right? There's always going to be some variables, but we're not shooting for that. We're shooting for vaccinating as many people as possible to reduce the amount of people who are sick, not to eliminate them, correct? Or eliminate them from getting sick, I mean. Correct. We don't want to eliminate anyone. Our goal in public health is to protect as many people as possible, uh, which is why vaccines have been so important in our history to eliminate diseases through right. vaccination. Right. right. And the truth is that the flu vaccine is everywhere. Like you can go to Publix, the C you know, the local drugstores, the CVS, the Walgreens, and get them. They're, they're everywhere. It's, you're not even inconvenienced trying to find it or get it. So I, I just wonder what the aversion is, why I guess people hear these myths and that's what they believe. Yes. Um, and there's also places who will give you money uh, or gift cards to get the flu shot. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So I, I won't mention because I don't want to promote any specific grocery store chain, but there is a grocery store chain because I was in there the other day getting a prescription and a pharmacist said, do you want $10? All you have to do is get a flu shot. And I said, no, thank you. I get that at work, but, you know, thank you. Yeah. So, yeah, they're paying people to get yeah. the flu shot. Anyway, so COVID-19, flu, 
Can both of them exist in a person at the same time? There has not been a lot of studies that have shown that to happen yet. Okay. So we're just going to have to wait and see. Yeah, so we have no data specifically yet. Mm -mm. We have seen a co-infection, very, very limited cases. I think like one of the... um, if the flu and another respiratory virus, which makes us think that, yes, it is possible. Right. So the precautions, right? And I, I, I think people want to know if the precautions for COVID-19 are the same precautions for the flu. Can you expand on that? Yes. So we are all doing a very good job at taking precautions against COVID-19 right now. So in theory, that means our flu season could be lessened because we are all wearing masks, washing our hands, um, staying physically distant, avoiding crowded, closed spaces as much as possible in those risky type behaviors. Because of that, we can prevent COVID and the flu at the same time. Awesome. Awesome. So it's a two for one? Yeah. Very good. As far as the flu shot... I know we talked about the importance of getting it, and I know we talked about the benefits of it, but will it do anything to assist in not getting COVID-19? Because they're two different viruses, unfortunately, it won't. Uh, But what we need to do is get the flu shot, all of us, uh, you know, in the public, those of us who will be offered the COVID vaccine, healthcare workers will probably be offered first. We will, first responders too. So we will all get the COVID vaccine and that will definitely help start to help um, our society see less and less COVID and flu. Right. And at the end of the day, getting the flu vaccine and avoiding getting the flu also reduces your risk of having expo well not having exposure but getting infected with COVID-19 as well right because being sick and your immune system having to defend against the flu will make you more susceptible to COVID-19 and if they can coexist that would be problematic again you're also preventing going to doctor's offices which could be a high-risk place for getting COVID getting hospitalized and just being around the sick people in general so that's why flu preventable we can do that yeah awesome so let's talk about i know this we're so far into this like the flattening of the curve right so we've kind of gone through a couple of waves do we anticipate there being another wave of this when the flu kicks into gear here in the coming weeks we are anticipating peaks and valleys in a wave of covid19 i don't have a lot to say about that but something like We're seeing certain populations that are still increasing uh, in small pockets. For example, college students. So expecting college students to go back to campus and then not engage in risky behaviors is very hard. So we we are seeing people become positive on college campuses. And then we're still seeing some positive numbers in our uh, under 18 population especially the high school age population so that could be for the same reason we just spoke about the college age kids Um, so encouraging people to to mask as much as possible to stay away from closed spaces uh, physically distant is the best thing we can continue to do to flatten 
and avoid those peaks and valleys. Right. And for the most part, do we believe that, uh, or does the epidemiological community believe that those uh, sustained numbers or even increase amongst college-age students and high school-age students is predominantly due to behavior? Yes. Yeah. But well, probably. I, I, I mean, not in a negative way, but right. I mean, we were all 18 and younger. We were all teenagers. We were rebellious and we wanted to rebel against authority and all that. So, you know, when they're with their friends and they're they're not distancing, they're not wearing masks. I'm just curious if there's another dynamic at play or if it's really just not adhering to those safety measures. There's a second dynamic that I don't think we touched on the first time, and that's with our public health infrastructure, they have to be able to do outreach to these communities, um, in this case, the college kids and the high school kids. So if that specific community is not receptive to our public health professionals, meaning they don't want to snitch on whatever party they went to, right. um, then our contact tracing doesn't work and we can't mitigate the spread. We can't contain the spread. So right. that's another reason why it's hard in those populations. Right. I'm also convinced, like with the college kids, because a lot of them had gone home, you know, the first semester of the year and they spent the summer. So now they're back to school and they're kind of over it. You know, this is what it boils down to. They're just over this already. They're like, they're done. They, they'll risk it, I guess. Yes. I mean, they're not the business owners who know that what they have to do in order to keep their business open. Right. So they're not the moms and dads like us who have the kids who want to have a normal life for our kids and go to school and everything. Right. Yeah. yeah. They're teenagers. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, really. All right. Well, is there anything we didn't cover? Rachel, is there anything that you wanted to discuss that we didn't ask about? Let me get those couple of other myths that I see. Awesome. Okay. We like... Myth busting on this show. So we do get a lot of questions about, I can't get the flu shot because I am allergic to eggs. So that's a really good one. That means people have done their homework, which I love people who do their homework. Some flu shots are made with eggs. There are flu shots that are not made with eggs. So all you have to do is talk to your doctor and then you will be able to get vaccinated for the flu. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, another myth is I am pregnant and I should probably stay away from the flu shot. It is so important for pregnant women to get the flu shot because it gives some protection to the baby when they're born too young to be able to get vaccinated. Babies who are born right away are so delicate. They're susceptible to germs. We get a lot of grandparents who want to do the hugging and the kissing. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's dangerous for COVID and it's dangerous for the flu. By a pregnant mom getting the vaccine, she is imparting some of that protection to the baby. And then we know that um, studies have shown that it reduces the chance of pregnant women to be hospitalized, which again is high risk. Not only in general is it high risk for pregnant moms, but it is high risk now hospitalized uh, right. with COVID. Right. Another big myth is my baby is too young to get the flu vaccine. So there are very few people who shouldn't get the flu shot. It's basically children who are less than six months old or people who have had a definite allergic reaction to the flu shot are really the only ones who can't. Um, people with a history of Guillain-Barre syndrome, they should talk to their doctors, but that's rare. So those babies 
over six months, we want them to get the flu shot. They have been shown to reduce a child's risk of dying of the flu. And every single year, we have to see kids in Broward County die from the flu. So it's really sad. Yeah. And then people who really need the flu shot, like what we talked about, kids, kids over six months because they are at risk. Um, And then other people with high risks of complications, children with asthma is a huge high risk. So we want them to get vaccinated. Um, And then some of those other comorbidities or other health complications we've talked about, people uh, with weakened immune systems, people with lung diseases and heart problems, very important that they should talk to their doctor to get their flu shot. Right. A big myth is my grandmother, who's 80, perhaps a flu shot can debilitate her immune system, uh, and that's not true. So if you have a chronic illness, if our elderly population who's so at risk for the flu, getting a flu shot is very important to help prevent um, complications, hospitalizations, and death. Awesome. I, you reminded me of a question that, um, that came up uh, amongst a conversation. But the question was, why, if you get the flu shot and it creates an immunity or reduces the impact of the virus, why do you have to get a flu shot every year? Why don't you just get one and then you have that immunity? And I'm wondering if you can expand on that for our listeners. So it's a little bit similar to what I said before with the viruses are hard to make vaccines for. Um, That's one reason. The second reason is that the flu vaccine is made to be specific for the strains of the flu that are supposed to be circulating. Um, And they look at what strains are going around in the opposite hemisphere to then make the vaccine for us. And that's why one of the reasons why Florida has such an interesting flu season. We see flu almost year round. We can say we have a year round flu season um, because of travelers who Mm -hmm. have always come to our beautiful locations and just uh, flu never goes away. Right. Carrie, anything? Good. Thank you very much. We You're really welcome. appreciate you taking the time to inform us and educate us. Thank you. It's so, it's so important to get a flu shot. And, in, you know, as we've seen with the COVID, there is no flu shot. There's nothing you can do. This is something that is preventable. Right. We can do something about it, and we should. Yep. Everybody should. And it's easy, right? Mm-hmm. You can even be paid for it. Yes. So it's like there's really nothing to stop you. Rachel has dispelled the majority of myths that – we hear a lot of people say as well, so everyone go out and get your flu shot Definitely. this season and uh, look out for your fellow neighbor. As always, everybody, thank you for listening. Be safe. Uh, wear your mask, wash your hands, social distance, and have a great week. Thank you all. You've been listening to the City of Plantation podcast. We strive to bring you accurate and timely information. Please continue to tune in to our podcast episodes and also catch up with us on social media, including Twitter, Facebook, and Nextdoor. If you have questions, send them to askcityhall at plantation.org and we will answer your questions directly. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast and stay safe, everyone.